Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're doing well. Let's dive into the Word of God, 1 Timothy chapter 1, and I'm going to read verse 5. Here, here Paul uh, begins to speak to Timothy, and he actually says, The whole reason, the reason that I left you there in Ephesus was that you would stop those from teaching what's contrary to the truth. So Paul had gone in and had a missionary journey and people had got saved and, you know, great miracles. And he left Timothy there to basically keep the doctrine pure. Hey, your job, I'm leaving you in charge. So you stop those other people from teaching things that aren't right. And then he says here, verse five, first Timothy one, five, the purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart a clear conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed this whole point. They've turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they're talking about, even though they speak so confidently. Here, Paul says, there's three main points. That was the whole purpose of the whole instruction. What I've left you in charge for are these three main things. He doesn't say miracles. He doesn't say signs and wonders. He doesn't say, uh, he doesn't say, there's a lot of things he could have said there, but the things that are important, those are all a testimony to the, a testament to the power of God. But he said for believers to be built up, there's three things. Number one, love that comes from a pure heart. The Bible says that the end of the commandment is love. So when you talk about love, you talk about loving, first of all, God. The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's the, That fulfills the whole law. Everything that we do, you know, in, in the Old Covenant, the, the Ten Commandments and the other uh, bits of the law, the other instructions, but the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not steal, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Uh, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. If you love God, you're going to fulfill those things. If you love the Lord and you want to please the Lord, you're not going to steal from your brother, right? You're not going to... Um, you're, you're going to honor your father and your mother because they're made in the image of God. And so the first, the first uh, commandment is love, and it's love towards God and then love towards people. And this is so key because we can get, you know, you can, we'll talk about faith in a second, but you can get in the fight of faith and then you can get so single focused that you forget that there's, there's people that need help. You know, it doesn't matter what stage you're at, you could be struggling and then you need help, but there's others that need help too. And then you can say a kind word that helps them and you're both comforted together, or you can be doing great and going after things in the spirit and, and, and advancing and moving forward. But then there's always people around that need to be encouraged, that need a kind word, that need, that need to be, uh, 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 for, some, for some people, it's, it's love is a stern correction. And then other times it's just a comfort. Hey, you know, everything's going to be okay. I'm praying for you. I'm believing with you. It's, it's stopping to take time to listen to people. It's, it's stopping to take time to talk to people and, and be a part of their life. So love out of a pure heart. Loving God means hating sin. We'll talk about that next. But love out of a pure heart. Number two, he says, a clear conscience. Man, this is so key. Your conscience is the part of you, and some people say it's part of your spirit, man. Other people say it's part of your, your soulish realm. But either way, the conscience is the law that's built into a human. So the, the conscience is actually proof of the existence of God because people are born with a moral code. You know, you can go worldwide and people know, doesn't matter, you know, what, idol worship, atheism, whatever, people know there's certain things that are wrong. Murder is wrong. You don't need to be cultured to know murder is wrong. You're born with a conscience. I mean, 
even kids. I look at my son who's 14 months old and he knows when things are wrong. I'll say no. And then he'll like look back and go to do something and he knows it's wrong. There's times where he goes to get into stuff and without even me saying anything, he like looks around to see what's going on. He knows what's wrong. He knows there's certain things I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> and it's a moral code. You know, that's what's built in by God. It's proof that there's, that there's a, a lawgiver. There's someone who built that code and programmed it into our hearts. And that's a conscience that really everyone has to answer for at the end of their life. So even if someone was in a place, in a country and in a time where they weren't preaching Jesus, they never got to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, they're going to answer for their conscience. What did you do with your conscience? The conscience is so key because it's, it's, it's really, it's the, it's the bumpers for the bowling lane. It's how you know that you're staying on course. Hey, I have a clear conscience. And some people, the Bible even says that people have seared their consciences. So some people go beyond their conscience and, uh, and, and then their conscience changes to their lifestyle. So listen to this. If you, so let's read there. Uh, Love from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed the whole point. And if we look over in verse um, 18, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Verse 19, cling to your faith in Christ. So there, there are the three things. He says, love, he says, clear conscience, and, and then he also said faith. And now he says, cling to your faith, keep your conscience clear. Now listen, for some people have deliberately violated their consciences, and as a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. You know, one of the hindrances to your faith is sin, is sin in the life of the believer, where there's things that you know you shouldn't be doing, but you tolerate them. This says some have violated their consciences. And because of it, they've made shipwreck their faith. That's how you meet people who think it's okay to get drunk or think it's okay to be a homosexual and, and a, oh, I'm a homosexual, a practicing homosexual, and I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. You, that's a violated conscience because the Bible says no homosexual shall, shall inherit eternal life. So if there's someone who you know has feelings of homosexuality, they would say, I see in the word that this is wrong. It's the same thing. If someone says, I, I, you know, I, I have a draw to alcohol and I used to get drunk, but, and I've tried to justify it. People who try to justify, it's okay to get drunk and it's okay to drink and, you know, it's okay. The Bible even says to not touch hard liquor. You know, some people may say that there's an argument to be made for wine. I don't think there is at all, but either way, oh, you know, I, I drink every once in a while. And then they're talking about, I've, I've even seen groups that do whiskey and doctrine groups, and they're, and they're hard alcohol. And the Bible specifically speaks against hard alcohol, specifically. I mean, even it speaks against wine, but then they, they justify, oh, we're under grace. That's a seared conscience. That's where people have gone beyond. And the problem with that is then you can't, you need your conscience to be renewed. You know, there's a time in my life where I used to watch movies that I shouldn't have watched, like rated R movies, just action movies, gory, you know, like a a lot of cussing, just content that you shouldn't watch at any point, even when you're 18 and you're allowed to watch them, just stuff that you shouldn't watch. I love a good war movie. You know, I don't mind some action, but when you get into stuff that's just perverse, it's not good, right? But my conscience was seared. And so I had watched enough of them where I just didn't think, ah, I can, I just said to myself, oh, I can tolerate it. But then now, you know, when my focus is serving the Lord, that stuff, I can't even believe I owned some of those movies, some movies that I picked that I owned that I thought was okay. There's no way I could watch now. What happened? My conscience 
got refreshed. And so people make shipwreck of their faith because it's like they, they walk their conscience back. Some people do that with music they listen to. They know what the Bible says about, about feeding your spirit man and feeding your soulless realm. And, and then, and, but then they're still listening to Drake and Jay-Z. And you know, this is stuff that I did as an adult as well. Not Drake, terrible, but Jay-Z. But, you know, even worse. But things that you do that sear your conscience and you make you, you head on a path to making shipwreck of your faith because then you say, you know, God's put that there for you to trust it. And so if you're pushing that limit, oh, it's okay that I do this. You know, I've heard people say all sorts of things and I'm going to get specific here, but people say, oh, it's okay. I'm single. The Lord knows that, uh, you know, I watch pornography and I do other things, but, but the Lord knows because I'm single and I have needs. No, <laughs> you live a pure life. You say, Lord, I'm dedicating my sexuality to you. I've given you my life. I don't get to choose. Lord, you'll bring, you'll bring a spouse to me when the time is right, as I've kept my life pure. And then, and then there'll be fulfillment in that area then. Until then, Lord, I'm taking it one day at a time and I'm dedicating this area of my life to you. So people can, can violate their conscience and people who sear their consciences make it. That's why there's, the Bible says the, the wicked will call good evil and evil good. You know, people who look at abortion and say it's a good thing, that's a, that's a seared conscience. There's even, there's, there's a pastor of a church who was running for, uh, in another state, but who was running for um, some position in, in government and was running, said, I'm a pastor, I'm a Democrat, and I'm pro-abortion. And that's a seared conscience. You have no right to be leading the children of God in anything. So, so you're careful and you watch for these things. Okay, love out of a pure heart. Is God first? Am I loving God? Am I loving people? Am I being kind to people? Am I forgiving? Those are the things. The Bible says faith works by love. You can't expect to have a strong faith and you're not walking in love. You know, am I, do I have a bad attitude towards my parents, towards my brother? Do I have unforgiveness towards someone? Is there someone like, oh, I'm never talking to them ever again. No, you've got to go be at peace with them. You don't have to be best friends with them, but you've got to go make peace. Hey, I'm sorry for holding this against you. What you did was wrong, but I, I forgive you and, and please forgive me for holding this. And if they won't, so what? That's their side. You just do what your side is. So forgiveness, clearing bitterness out of your heart. This is, this is the law. This is what we signed up for. When we said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, we said, I'm also going to forgive I'm also going to forgive everybody else. You don't get to have it your way. You don't get to hold your grudges and have God forgive you. The Bible says in Mark 11 that God, I think it's verse 26 or 25, that God is not, will not forgive those who do not forgive others. And so that's love out of a pure heart. And then a clear conscience. And then it says an unfeigned faith. And this is really what we go over. The King James says unfeigned faith. The, the, the NLT says genuine faith. And this is just a decision to, Lord, I believe your word. I'm living in a world where the things are contrary to the word of God, but I believe your word. I believe you're coming back. I believe you're going to come back in bodily form. I believe you're going to first rapture the church. I believe that every person who's on fire for the Lord is going to get caught up into the clouds. The dead in Christ will rise. I believe all that's going to happen in the same way that people didn't believe Noah, but the flood came. I believe. And when that time comes, you know, the flood is actually a picture of the rapture that he got his people out and then... The rest of the world was, 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 that's a, that's a picture. The church goes before everything happens. So we're not a church that's going through the tribulation. 
So I believe that, and I believe, Lord, that you said what you said is true, that you would provide all my needs, that you're Jehovah Jireh, that you're Jehovah Rapha. I believe you're my healer, and you bore my sickness. I believe your word. My eyes may be seeing something contrary, but I'm choosing to believe. If I'm anything on this earth, I'm a believer. Lord, I love you. I have a clear conscience, and I'm a believer, and I'm a believer. And this was Paul's instruction to Timothy. Hey, this is what you should teach. Reaffirm these things. And then he goes into detail. I love the book of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. goes into detail. These are the things that you should be looking at. These are the things you should be paying attention to. Love out of a pure heart. Encourage people. You know, there's, and, but it's all those things. You know, faith towards God may seem like it sometimes contradicts what people think love is. Because love is patient. Love is kind. But love also does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love stands up for the truth. So my love for God would be to stand up in the face of tyranny, government tyranny. When people are are rejoicing over whatever, when people, when someone's backsliding and a believer is getting into sin, my love for them is, hey, you better watch out. The Bible actually says, says to some, save by fire. You, you save, you save them through fear, sorry, from 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 fire by fear. You you hey, if you don't change courses, if you don't change courses and you continue in the sin, your heart's going to get hardened, your conscience is going to get seared, and you'll make shipwreck of your faith. That's sometimes what love looks like. Love for me as a dad is to spank my son. The Bible says if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. So my love, even though that you know a spanking may not look like love, it's love. My, my, me loving my kid is going to teach him to brush his teeth so his teeth don't rot out and not eat candy, right? not eat a bunch of candy and not eat candy before bed. There's things that you do out of love that, oh, you won't let me have that. No, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm disciplining you because I love you. The Bible says that God disciplines those that he, that he loves. So if you find yourself in a place that you're, that you're living in sin and the Lord keeps correcting you, you feel like, man, the Lord just corrects me, corrects me. It's because he loves you. It's because he's got good things in store, but it's time to step it up. It's time to come to the level of the Bible not the level of what your friends are doing. It's the level of the Bible. I'm choosing to serve God. I've made my decision and I don't care what anyone else does. I will serve the Lord. And then it says, they have turned away. I want to read uh, verse five again. A, a love out of a pure heart, a clear conscience and genuine faith. Verse six. But some people have missed this whole point. They've turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they're talking about. The thing that stood out to me about this is it says they want to be known. And that's what happens. Pride comes before a fall. There's some people, you may not think you're in pride, but but you, you're prideful. <laughs> Take this as today's rebuke. Check your heart. If life is all about you, if you sit and in a room and you think about yourself more than anything else, that's a problem. And you need to humble yourself before God. This is not about you. It's not about how cool you are, how great you look. It's about the Lord and his kingdom. This life on earth is not about you. It's about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, God will promote you. It's not about what you can do in your own strength. Yes, you do your part as as, as a hard worker, as, as someone who gives full effort, but you humble yourself before God. God brings men up and sets men down. And the one thing that God, the Bible says God resists the proud. The one thing I refuse to be is prideful. I, I, I refuse it because it, it makes it that I can't be promoted and I can't advance. And I don't want God to resist me. Without his grace, I've got nothing. So let's be people with the love out of a pure heart 
clear conscience and genuine faith and not people that want to be known by other people. I'm here to be known by God and to please Him. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.